have a lot of confidence, man. I can sell anything. <laughs> just be, and by the way, that could backfire. Just because you can sell it doesn't mean you should sometimes. Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. All right, guys, welcome back to the Building Great Sales Teams podcast. I've got a very, very special guest with us today, Mark Evans, DM. The DM is for DealMaker. He's a 12-time best-selling author. He's got businesses in real estate, restaurants, media companies, e-commerce, private lending, just to name a few. Mark started out in a trailer park in Ohio and has worked his way to 30-plus businesses and has been coined the deal maker as a result of his success. Welcome to the show, brother. Thanks, Doug, for having me, man. Absolutely. So I want to kick it off. Let's have a little fun here. I was on your Instagram cyber stalking you checking you out and i noticed one of your posts you were talking about turning a dollar into forty five thousand five hundred dollars how do you even begin to do that well i mean people it's called being resourceful you know what i mean okay i know you talk about sales guys sales guys turn millions of dollars from zero dollars they just got to work and that was specialized knowledge um in that particular deal that was actually a sessa account with my son's account the coverdell which is a self-directed um uh, kids account for school and such. So we, you know, we put 2000, well, my parents put $2,000 a year in there cause I can't legally cause I make too much money, but mm -hmm. um, $2,000 a year in there. And we took a dollar from that account, tied up that property. We actually purchased it. We didn't even option it. The guy was just done, um, put it, bought it for a dollar and uh, cleaned it up a tad and uh, sold it for 45 and change. Very nice. Yeah, I heard your son in the video and I was like, did I hear that right? Or did they just kind of cover the whoever you were teaching the, their their video? I, like, no, that's I, awesome. I, do that, I do that often, man. I get my daughter, I have a four year old daughter, and my wife and then my son He's seven and a half now. But mm -hmm. I sit down and do those little things for them all the time, you know, kind of they're the best audience in the world. You know, they think all my jokes are funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. That couldn't be more true. My daughter thinks I hung the moon, man. And I'm wondering how long it's going to last. She just turned 12 years old. So I'm, I'm holding on for dear life. <laughs> Absolutely, man. That's awesome. Well, well, speaking of your family, um, you know, with everything that you've got going on, how do you, I, I guess it's not balance. How do you align the business with your family? Do you have them traveling with you or kind of what are some of your strategies there to make sure you all stay connected? Well, I'm you know, to me, everyone talks about balance. To me, it's priorities. Right. Yeah. Priorities. My family's priority number one. Um, you know, I, but I, I work from virtual. I'm, I'm virtual. I've been virtual since 05. I've been virtual before it was cool and for <laughs> <clears throat> So, you know, it's never been easier to do that. But, uh, you know, another thing, too, man, as I've gotten older in the game, I'm over almost 27 years in business is I've realized I only get involved in businesses that serve me instead of me serve the business. Um, and I have real businesses, people that are talking about balance. They don't really have a business. They just have a high paying job trying to figure out how to do everything. They're control freaks. They don't let go. They don't understand how to hire. <clears throat> they don't understand what SOPs are and handing stuff off. And, and, you know, I'm not saying, you know, trust, but verify structures. But um, right. yeah, man, you know, I'm not real. I'm busy, but I'm busy on doing stuff like this. Honestly, I'm more focused on one to many um, processes. Mm -hmm. I have amazing teams. I have a lot of people that work with me now at this point. 
Um, but you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not in the day to days of any of these companies at all. No one's waiting for me to make a decision. Um, typically they're calling me for strategic growth, um, you know, hey, resources and prop big problems. I, I want the real big problems. The ones that are like, Oh shit, things are happening. I need you. Um, but if that's happening every day, I didn't build, I, either I didn't hire the right people or I didn't build the right company, you know? <clears throat> no, that makes a lot of sense. You're obviously one of those guys that when somebody asks, what do you do? It's kind of hard to answer. Right. And so I'll, I'll ask a different question. What's your favorite thing that you're doing right now? You know, I, you know, listen, I have a fintech company that we've been building for about almost two years now. <clears throat> and that's like, not like, I, I love what I get to do every day, to be honest with you, even the crappy stuff, because I know you got to take the good with the bad. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, the fintech company is very big. Not all businesses are created equal. You know, that's one thing I wish I'd have learned when I started my gutter company when I was 18 years old, is you have to work for real to make barely a living. Um, and then there's other things like affiliate marketing, just different types of marketing and business and high ticket sales and all that, where I could literally sit on the beach and make, 20, 30, 40, 50 grand a week or whatever, or more or less, whatever, depending on what you're selling. But there's a lot of cool opportunities out there, man. But right now, you know, I'm very excited to be building a company. We've got an office here in Boca. Um, I don't go to it. I don't even know the address, but um, we have a lot of people in there. We have about 3,000, you know, people working with us in that company. So it's, uh, it's starting to pick up some speed right now. Can you walk us through the, the company? What is uh, FinTech and what does it do? Yeah, FinTech. So, you know, we start off with employee retention credits. Um, if you're familiar oh, with nice. that, one is helping business owners get access to money. And mm -hmm. then we also have a lot of other products and services that we have behind the scenes. Um, and that's done through technology um, and humans, right? I think mm -hmm. it's not for the, the best technology, humans, um, minus all the headaches and heartaches and <laughs> showing up and managing them. But, you know, listen, it's a chest-to-chest -chest game. Uh, we help a lot of people get money. We help a lot of people get more money. Um, and then we also help them save it, grow it, and, um, and such. Are you guys taking advantage of the uh, R&D credits also? Are y'all yeah. diving into that? Yeah. yeah, we've been doing that for a long time actually. So yeah, we've been involved in those things for a decent amount of time at this point. Very cool. And if yeah. someone wanted to get in touch with y'all about those two particular things, the ERC or the R&D credits, where's where's the best place for them to go? Yeah, you can go over to ERCFastTrack.com um, and just fill out the form and it's very simple. Um, I mean, we've given away billions of dollars to this point, you know, Mm -hmm. um, which is really cool. It's a credit, so it's not free money. It's your it's your money. Just as right. a business, you're getting it back. This only qualifies if you have W two employees and such. But it's a uh, it's been really amazing, man. We've we've changed a lot of people's lives with that credit, and uh, the testimonials we get every single day is absolutely insane because um, it's it's real volume at this point. No, it's 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 real too. Because uh, I would say two years ago, uh, I. I'm, I'm, I met somebody at a networking event and he walked me through everything and I went ahead and applied for it, went through his company and he ended up getting me like 180 grand, which yeah. was fantastic. You know, that was uh, seed money for a future business. So it worked out really great. Yeah, it's an amazing it's an amazing grant. People take it seriously and, and only about 10 percent of people right now even know or have taken advantage of it at this point. You know, so mm -hmm. something people should definitely look into ASAP because it does go away. It is going away. It's it's diminishing every every quarter. It goes a little bit less right now, up to twenty six thousand employees, but that's going down a little bit every quarter. Okay, so let's kind of go back to you know Ohio and uh, eighteen years old, and you bought a gutter business for two thousand. Like, what was the catalyst for you know? Obviously, 
you know, you talk about in your profile, you wanted to get out of poverty, but how did you know it was owning a small business and not just going to college like everybody else? And especially back, this was back in, uh, 96, 96. Yeah. So like that was the route back then. So what inspired you to go entrepreneurship instead? Well, it definitely wasn't the route back then where I come from. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, money and grades and all that and athleticism. I, you know, listen, man, I, I was never a school guy. I, I want to make money. I've always been a want to make money guy. Um, as a kid, I'm shit, seven years old. I'm selling my kids, my sister's toys in recess during uh, rain break, you know, during recess of the rain, you're inside. So I always prayed for rain so I could stay in there and hustle some deals, make $2 or whatever. <clears throat> but the gutter company, you know, I always knew I wanted to work for myself. I didn't like taking orders from anybody. I wanted to be the, you know, I wanted to be in charge of my destiny. And I never understood. I saw, you understand, man, I wrote a book about this called Magician vs. Mule. I saw my mom and dad get muled out their whole life, my whole child life. But watching them work their tail off, barely making ends meet, literally playing Bill Roulette. And these are hardworking, everyday people, you know what I mean? So I'm like, listen, this is and, – and they got to do stuff they don't want to do they, for the people they don't like and go to work with people they don't like. I, I just never understood, like, why would you do this to yourself? I always wanted to work with people I like to work with, do the things I want to do, not be told what to do, but to create and build and grow and uh, be in charge of my destiny. So that's what I did. Business to me was like the only way out. What else could I do? And uh, like you said, Seamless Gutter Company, it was actually a 1000 down in 287 for five years yeah so i uh, that was a wild deal i purchased the two days after high school and uh, got to work so how did you go to market with that company um actually you know knowing what i know now i should have done a lot more of that early on it was actually a company that was in existence for 16 years so the day i bought the company the phone was blowing up you know you don't have to really do much when the phone's blowing up this is phone book days most people don't even understand that but this is phone book days, print out flyers, put on cars, put on front doors, mm -hmm. door knock. I mean, that's what we did. Put signs in the front yard to get more business. Um, I didn't understand direct mail like I understand it now. I didn't. I, social media and Internet didn't exist in 96. Like we actually had to get out and actually work to get a lead. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. I, I think that's why I probably have a little bit different relationship with uh, how we build companies because it, it needs to be more personable for sure. No, that's. That makes a lot of sense, and especially back then. And I love that you said door knocking because, you know, that's actually what I've done for the past 13 years. That's the companies that I've built out have all been door knocking sales orgs for like AT&T, Vivint, DirecTV, stuff like that. And uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of curious. Do you still remember your your pitch at the door? Uh, no, dude, back then. <laughs> my, my pitch, <laughs> I, I literally just got off the, the job site. I'd knock on the door and say, hey. Hey, hey, Doug, you know, I just did the house two doors down. They needed gutters. I was driving by. I was worried about your gutters because, as you know, if it gets into your footers, you're going to end up having a leaky basement, et cetera, which costs a lot more money than fixing that gutter. I could get up there free of charge and get up there and take a look at it, investigate and see what's going on, and then give you a quote after that. You know, it'll take about three minutes. I don't even need you out here. I, I can just knock it out. And that would be my pitch. I mean, it was genuinely like, again, everyone needs your help. And, and now if you door knock, you're an anomaly, right? Right. Um, no one's really doing it because it's not easy. It's not convenient. It's not scalable, even though it is scalable. And who mm -hmm. uh, said it was supposed to be easy? But it was a game to me, man. I love that. I, I'm getting excited talking about because I love that stuff, man. I love chest to chest. I love just getting in there and figuring out how to weasel my way in the door and uh, have conversations. And that's how we built our real estate company. Just saying, I mean, I built lots of companies with that model. Mm -hmm. You know, um, how, how did it work into the real estate side? Same same concept. Were y'all doing FISBOs or? Yeah, I mean, real estate FISBOs, I mean, FISBOs, obviously someone worked really hard to put a sign in the front yard, 
right? So you mm-hmm. go out there, you stop by and say, hey, just driving by, you know, I'm interested in your property. Why are you selling? Um, that's the first question. If they say, oh, I, you know, I just won the lottery and I don't need the money and I'm not looking to sell, I'm just put a sign in the yard. That's not a motivated seller. But, you mm-hmm. know, if their house is, you know, overgrown grass, there's trash in the driveway, yard, uh, mail's everywhere, the house is in DeChamp. Like, these are great prospect or opportunities to stop by and knock on the door and connect with someone at the house. Um, keep in mind, some of these areas I was doing that in are a little choppy. So mm-hmm. be careful with that now. But, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it's a very, you know, again, any, anytime you're out and around and you see something that could be a prospect, you should stop and knock on the door and talk to someone. No, I love it. I think that's a big part. Well, and I, I'm assuming here, but that's a big part of, of why maybe business feels a lot easier now. Just different problems, right? But before you had to go out and hustle and knock on doors and deal with the elements and pissed off people and everything. And now it's a little different. Well, looking back, I had to deal with it, but I didn't have to deal with it. I just didn't know any better. Um, so it was great learning for me. Now you can mm-hmm. hire people to do it for you. There's companies that you can hire, right? Um, yeah. I could have hired an employee, but no one knocks on the door as good as I do. No one can like, <laughs> I didn't have a SOP. I didn't know how to train someone to do it because mm-hmm. I genuinely am very aware and kind of like, I'm kind of curious all the time. Just still, it's my personality. Yeah. Um, even though everyone's like, curiosity killed the cat. Well, curiosity's made me millions, many millions. You know, just like, what do you do, Doug? How do you do that? Tell me more. Yeah. You know, like, I genuinely want to know. Like, hey, your house, you're, clearly your house looks like shit. Something's going on. How can I help you? You say it a little bit differently, but that's like what's going on in my brain. So mm-hmm. the thing is, I think why most people don't do it, Doug, is, you know, they're afraid of rejection and fear and all this stuff. Like, you know, if you don't ask, the answer's already no. So, but if you do ask, the percentages go up when that yes has come out, you know. A hundred percent. And then after four to eight no's is where that yes comes out, right? Well, you never know. You know how it is, man. It's, uh, you know, first of all, everyone does this. It's called dating. You know, not everyone. <laughs> yep. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a percentage game. And listen, the odds are stacked in your favor. You, for, as a male, if I walk into a club and there's 100 females and only me, my odds go up drastically. If it's the opposite, it's going to be a little bit different animal, you know. So the thing is, too, is not all businesses, not all situations are created equal. You know, if you're going in, for example, real estate, if I was going into a real estate marketplace where it's heavy rental, I could stop and talk to a million people a day. But these are the tenants. They're not the owners. So they don't have any say, nor are they going to tell the owner to contact me because they know when they sell a rental, the rent usually goes up. At least that's their perceived their perception. So for mm-hmm. me, it's like you got to learn, you know, the dynamics to put yourself, you know, in the best of situation to convert at a higher level. So in your day-to-day business or when you're out there dealing with people, you know, do you have kind of a, a concept or, you know, a way that you teach, you know, that chest to chest type stuff where you can read body language or anything like that? Do you, are you looking at that type of stuff or is it all instinct? Yeah. I mean, at this point, just so you know, I, I'm not into day-to-days at all. Like I have right. guys, so I have sales trainers for my teams. Mm-hmm. I have CLOs, I have CEO. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm more of an owner at this point. I've always wanted to be Robert Kraft, not Tom Brady. You know, I know everyone likes to be Tom Brady because I'm the yeah. let's dude. At this point, I'm 44. I don't want anybody to know me. I just want the money and the freedom. Okay. You know, I'm not chasing money. I'm chasing more time freedom. Um, okay. So that's where I invest a lot of energy at. But um, yeah, I mean, listen. I, I think at the end of the day, um, you, know, you know, I genuinely love people. I like people. I love helping people. Um, and if I can't help them, me. Maybe I know someone that can, right? You and I are starting to get to know each other. I'm sitting mm-hmm. at the club. 
I'm having, you know, a lunch date with my wife, you know, guys like you and I, man, we have hyper alert. Like we can literally hear a bird chirping about a real estate deal. And I'm going to go talk to this individual like, Oh man, I heard you're working on a deal. Tell me about it. You know, like (laughs) that's just what I do. So to me, man, I I think truth is if you're more curious and connect with people today, you have a better opportunity than just being online and just being some kind of, and and we do big internet. I mean, we spend millions a month just in advertising online, but Mm -hmm. Still, at the end of the day, man, if you, if you say, hey, I'll give you 5,000 people to hit the streets or I'll give you, you know, a million dollar a month budget on marketing, I'm probably taking the 5,000 people in the street with a direct product, you know, because you can do so much opportunity. It's, it's big. No, I love it. So let's pivot a little bit then and talk about, you know, you have all these guys in these high level leadership positions, you know, and, and I, I posted about it this morning on social media. I posted about, you know, there's two reasons that people get into this business and I'm talking about sales, right? Uh, the first is income and the second is opportunity. And I, and I said, the second is most important. And so the reason that I believe that is because, you know, anybody can go anywhere and be in sales and make six figures or make a bunch of money, whatever the case is. There's two kinds of opportunity, the income opportunity in terms of selling and hiring products, less time on the phone, less time in front of the person or uh, in the <laughs> chat. Right. And they're, they're making bigger commissions or the second one is management. Right. And so, I guess what's your what's your take on managing these high performing individuals? You know what I mean? And always, you know, because it, it happens in any sales centric business, right? They get to a certain level and they're like, hey, I can do this myself. So how do you, I guess, keep the culture of the business good enough to where they want to stay? Well, I think it depends on what environment you're selling, what product you're selling. What's the point of entry, bear of entry, right? Real estate mm-hmm. investment, it's very tough, right? Because bear entry is negative. I got involved in real estate investing with no cash, no credit. 18 years old and I did deals and I started making money. So, you know, as that, and I've built, you know, I had 17 people acquiring properties for me at one time and the churn rate on this is on, it's, it's insane. Like we're in full-time hiring mode and fire, like it's just a cycle. Um, And then I own another company in the media space, dude, I don't have any churn. If anybody leaves, I I fire, like we're firing them. They're not leaving us, you know, because Mm -hmm. the bare venture that's going to cost a million plus just to start. So if you leave mm-hmm. me, you have, if you saved a million dollars, that'd be amazing. I hope they do. But like the likelihood of that happening is slim to none. Um, and mm-hmm. then, you know, on the other side, you know, you just have to have big enough. Uh, we don't have caps. So, man, everyone's paid on performance and growth. So, it, you know, understand, like, first of all, being a salesperson and being an owner, these are two like business owner, two drastically really different things. You know, how do you handle when you get sued? How do you handle when you don't make any money for three months? How do you handle when you go negative for six months? How do you handle when your top tier guy quits and steals everything and money, you know, takes out a $4 million loan on your name and you got to deal with that? Like the truth is most people can't deal with it. Very small percentage. And uh, I'm coming more and more to realize that 26 years deep in the game, almost 27 is like not everyone. Dude, entrepreneurship sucks ass, to be honest. It's hard. (laughs) It's hard. Like if you're making real six figures up, like I have many guys making six, seven figures a year with us. Like that's the place to be. You have no responsibilities. You get on the phone, you make sales, you make money, you may have a life, you know, all the other stuff is. I, and as you know, man, when I started hiring out salespeople, there was a point where lots of my, pretty much all of my salespeople were making way more money than I as the owner. Mm-hmm. I'm building a business. I, I didn't get paid for three years in a company where I had sales guys making five to 700,000 a year. I made a dollar a year and I'm taking the hits. I'm taking all the investment. I, I'm making the big investments in it. Like 
So it's like, but then eventually I had a long vision of what I was looking to accomplish with that. You know, not everyone is crazy like we are, man. No, I couldn't agree more. And you were listing all those things that kind of you've been through. And I've been through all of them, except somebody taking a $4 million loan in my name. That's, that's new. <laughs> it's nonstop. But listen, you know, how do you deal with it? You know, right now with what's going on in the world, Doug, as you know, man, people are going batshit crazy already. And there's nothing that's really happened real hard. You know, the heart is about to happen. It's going to really change a lot of dynamics. But that's what I love about sales, too. And I'm sure you do. Like, mm -hmm. I have a lot of confidence, man. I can sell anything. <laughs> just be, And by the way, that could backfire. Just because you can sell it doesn't mean you should sometimes. Um, right. You know, so I'm not a hardcore sales guy. I'm more of like, I'm more of a relationship sales strategy. That's my model, Doug. You know, I think you asked that question. Earlier. Like, I'm very, you know, connect understand what they're doing, what they're trying to do. What I do is not for everybody. If it's for you, I'll talk about it. If not, that's why my conversion rates are so much different than most people. Cause I'm not even presenting to you, Doug, if I don't think it's a fit, you know, like why, mm -hmm. why piss you off? Why piss me off? And I know everyone's like, well, you always leave two offers, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But man, you're, you just get your, it's false hope, man. To, and I'm talking basic sales guys. It's false hope. I, I made a hundred right. offers this week. Dude, these offers are going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. You know, the offers and then you got the other person in the office saying dude i made four offers and four accepted i'm crushing it i just made 100 grand this week you yeah. know that, that creates a weird conflict with uh you know personalities and, and culture in a company so back to my high-end guys dude like i hire amazing people they're way smarter than me but they don't want to do what i don't want to do and i don't want to do what they do and i think that's what changed for me a long time ago is i had partnerships and all my partnerships were guys just like me Mm -hmm. So we got excited. We talked a lot of shit, but no work ever got done. <laughs> so you got to You got to find these things. And these are guys I might not necessarily want to hang out with every day. And they don't want to hang mm -hmm. out with me either, man. I'm talking a million miles per hour. I'm excited. I'm like Tasmanian devil. And they're more like, slow it down. Let's create a structure, framework this out. And I'm like, that's way too slow. Let's just go and break it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, me. Yeah. I'm the framework and structure guy. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> funny because... You know, have you heard of, I'm sure you've heard of EOS and then Who's the visionary, uh, EOS, so entrepreneur oh, yeah, operating sure. system, you know, the <laughs> idea behind the visionary and the integrator, and you're obviously uh, a visionary and I lean integrator. I'm, I'm like an 89 integrator with the test, but I'm an 86 visionary as well. So I'm kind of one of those hybrids, mm -hmm. but definitely lean integrator. The, when somebody pitches at me a business idea, I'm thinking about how it works versus if it's going to work. <laughs> wow, man. Listen, it's needed. It's needed out there. Uh, mm -hmm. We use EOS in most of our companies. I don't go to those meetings because I literally want to jump off a bridge when I'm in there. Yeah, it is, it's like watching paint dry for me. For real, it's very slow, very like very structured. I, I, that, mm -hmm. that is not good at all. Yeah, I have to run. I have to facilitate my EOS now because I have a much smaller team. I went from uh, running my sales award to full time consulting, so I have a smaller team now, and so I got to facilitate my EOS meeting. Whereas I had somebody else do it before, so. Hopefully soon, Nika can take that over for me too. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we can get it recorded, we're fine. It's good. Absolutely. All right, brother. So you mentioned the media company earlier, and uh, I'm guessing that's where kind of the documentary came from since you had that in your back pocket. Uh, I noticed the, the the making of the Dealmaker documentary. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's awesome. It's not through the media company. The media company is okay. more in the financial advertising space. We send oh, out about a billion emails a month out of that system. Okay. Um, where you know we're we're uh, aggregating content and uh, driving massive amounts of eyeballs through newsletters um, and online media marketing. 
Um, but no, the dealmaker family, that's the, you know, the groups I have, you know, high end mastermind, et cetera. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to kind of about a year and a half ago, I started talking to my guys, like the storm is on the horizon. Like picture I'm in Florida, but I kind of know the storm, the, the hurricanes come and I see it out there. Lots of people saw it. Very few people acknowledged it and did anything about it. Mm-hmm. So I was just prepping to, you know, create something different, new, fresh to get different eyeballs, to get different meat, you know, just, just change it up. And uh, we could do the same things, expect different results. But, you know, right now, if you're not, if you're not on the cutting edge and really like, making big moves, I think you can get left behind pretty easy right now with what's going on. Now I checked out the trailer and that is one thing I will say, it's definitely fresh mm-hmm. in the sense that I'm, you know, I'm around uh, apex, I'm around uh, real business owners, mastermind. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, you know, I see all these events that are advertised to me. I go to them sometimes just to kind of like get ideas and stuff like that. Cause I want to run my own someday around building great sales teams. And, um, you know, you see a lot of the same thing. It's like, Hey, I'm having this event and this is what you're going to learn at this event. But all they're really pushing is the people yeah. at the event. You know what I'm saying? And I noticed yours was very uh, curriculum focused. You know what I mean? And it was talking about the six points or six tenets. Would you mind? Are you able to walk us through those? I'm not because I don't have them in front of me. My brain is okay. fried on that stuff. Dude, I, like I said, it took 16 months to get to that point. And okay. we had many tenants, right? But like we started like looking at it. But, you know, like be a deal maker or a dream maker kind of thing. Like there's a lot of different cool pieces in that. But okay. I think you know, that, this is a multi six figure investment to do that, though, you know, mm-hmm. months, you know, a couple hundred, 200, 300 grand, a lot of travel, lots of, you know, a lot of disruption in your day because they're shooting videos with you, your family, you're flying all over, meeting different yeah. things. So, um, for me, what I, you know, what I'm all about is, you know, that if, once you get to watch the whole thing, it should be out in about 60 and 90 days. But mm-hmm. it's not about making more money. It's not about all these things. It's not money flashing. It's about doing like, here's the things that we need to focus on, like. You know, I'm all about thought auditing. What's these words mean? When I say rich, what does rich mean to you? I want to be stupid, filthy rich. Do you get mad or do you get excited? Like, these are all things like, where does this stuff come from? Mom, dad, cousin, uncle, mentors, whatever. And uh, I think a lot of people just aren't clear on what words mean. And they toss mm-hmm. this shit up. It's like water. Like, it's no big deal. Um, but, you know, as we're evolving, you know, we only got one shot at this thing called life, man. And we got to make the most of it. And I feel like that's what I've been put, put on here to do is to get the message out at a higher level in a more consistent manner. Yeah, that's one thing I noticed about the the trailer as well is it wasn't, you know, the planes and the cars and all that stuff, which, you know, is is, is part of marketing. It's a necessary part of marketing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very interested to see the rest of the, the video. How do you do that? Because I noticed it was a private showing type deal. So how would one go? Yeah, about- in the next 90 days or so, we'll go live with it to the world. We're making a couple of adjustments. That was the premier opening. Kind of gotcha. see what it looked like. It was actually the first time I ever saw the full video. So it was really cool. I had my parents there, my in-laws there, my kids there, and That's awesome. a lot of 150 friends and family members. So it was a really neat experience. And as you know, man, when you watch yourself or hear yourself, you're like, oh, my God. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, you know, absolutely. This is terrible. But uh, at the end of the day, man, I, I'm, I'm cool to be vulnerable if it can make an impact. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm more I'm more worried about not doing enough than looking stupid. <laughs> no, that's fair. I love that. So uh, one of the questions that we always ask on this show is, and, and this is really important to me because it's something that I've been studying for a couple of years now, and that's legacy, right? And so one of the questions that we ask is, uh, what does legacy, or I should say two, what does legacy mean to you and what legacy do you want to leave behind? Yeah, man, legacy for me means a lot of things, but the simplest answer is memories. 
you know, I, I do a lot of stuff right now as we're speaking, you know, we're in what, shit, I don't even know what we're in, March of 2023. Mm-hmm. Me and my wife and kids, we take a one week vacation each month for this whole year. So these are, they're starting to get old enough to remember stuff. Uh, we can go hang out and be silly and go to cool places. So legacy also, you know, I want to implant, you know, my, per, my, my traits inside of my children, you know, through action. Um, it's, I know a lot of people legacy want to leave all this money and all this stuff. If you mm-hmm. do this, right, if my parents left me a lot of money, which they didn't, um, uh, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. I, I truly believe I wouldn't have understood it and I wouldn't, mm-hmm. have been, I wouldn't be where I'm at today financially, mentally, emotionally, physically at all. Um, I might be dead for God's sakes. Who knows? Depending. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the maturity level to manage that type of money, that type of wealth I have today. I would not even remotely. That, this is why lottery winners go broke most of the time, right? So yeah. to me, his legacy is really creating these amazing moments of life uh, with kids. Like memories, you know, I'll be laying in my deathbed, dude, and there's no way I'm thinking about, man, I wish I'd done another deal. It'll be, man, I should have I been more present at X, Y, and Z. I should have. Take, taking that one extra trip with the kids, you know, like mm-hmm. that's what I'm thinking about on, on the, on every single, you know, I'm going to actually in April, I'm taking my entire family to Maui for two weeks. You know, wow. my wife's family, you know, these are legacy trips, by the way, that's what we call them, legacy family trips. I don't want to just make my dreams come true. I want to make their dreams come true. I'm more focused on their dreams because if they're happy, I'm ultra happy, you know, and that's for my father-in-law, my, my cousin, my uh, wife's brothers and sisters and kids. So, and I pick the tab up on everything because it's something I want to do and I can do. And I want to like, you know, share, share with my kids. I share with them like, here's what we're doing. Here's why we're doing it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and all that good stuff. So legacy to me, man, it's, uh, you know, that's why I do books. That's why I do podcasts. That's why I do these shows. Because uh, mm-hmm. as you know, we're going to wake up one day. You have a 12 year old. I have a seven and a four. We're going to mm-hmm. wake up one day. We're not cool anymore. And then they're 18 to 22, 24, and they're like, man, that's kind of cool. I want to learn what he did. And they can go back and watch. That's why I do a book every year for the journey. You know, like I'm evolving every day. You and I are changing every day. Hell yeah, I love it. But what I love about it is that it's incredibly focused on your kids and your family. You know what I mean? Like all the other stuff, the book, the podcast, you know, all the impact you're making out in the world, that's important too. And that's, that's going to be uh, a, a huge impact as well. But the first thing you talked about, 80% of that answer was your family taking those trips and a legacy of experiences. So now I really yeah. appreciate you sharing that with us. No, listen, I think everyone here should have a podcast show or a book or do all of the above. And mm-hmm. the reason most don't is because it gets overwhelming because they're trying to please everyone. Yeah. The only reason I'm doing it is documenting my, where I'm at today and what I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then, Hopefully my kids will see it. My grandkids, my great grand people that I don't even know my lineage, you know, 150 years from now, like they read this and like, wow, this is pretty cool stuff. Um, you know, or wow, my, my great grandpa was a dupe, a <laughs> dope. So <laughs> you know, who knows what they'll say back by then. But at the end of the day, man, just, you know, you, that's all I'm trying to do. Just, you know, be a 1% better every day, man. Well, Mark, I think you have an amazing message and it should be shared with uh, everybody possible. So how can my listeners follow you? Yeah, no, man, I appreciate it. You know, just simply follow me on social media at Mark Evans DM at all handles, or they could go over the website, markevansdm.com. As you know, we have a podcast show. We have Instagram. You know, I'm sharing content every day. Like, I genuinely mm-hmm. want to help people get to the next step. Oh, that's fantastic. I appreciate that. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Doug. Appreciate you.
Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Building Great Sales Teams podcast. Really do appreciate it. As you know, we believe that great leaders build great teams. How do you become a great leader? You learn from the greats. Join us at the Million Dollar Mastermind put on by Ryan Stuman in Frisco, Texas, and learn everything that you need to learn to be that great leader. The link will be in the description below. As always, we ask that you like, share, and subscribe wherever you consume podcasts so you can stay up to date with the Building Great Sales Teams podcast. Let's get building.